everyone. Welcome back to Today in Tech. I'm Julia Beauchamp, and I'm here with Ashish Nadkarni. He is the a market research analyst with the Infrastructure Group at IDC. We are live on our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. So if you have any questions or comments while we are discussing today, please do let us know in the comments below. I think we've got a super interesting topic on deck today. So Ashish, thank you so much for calling in. We're talking data center efficiency. I think data center efficiency is... I, I, I hear a lot of people talking about it, you know, consumers and enterprise professionals alike, IT professionals alike, um, because I think there's it's a topic that sort of passes, you know, between from consumers and um, and the and enterprise users. For example, I know um, on the consumer front, a lot of people are aware that, you know, data fa- data centers are super power hungry from because of, you know, something like crypto mining, for example. Um, but, you know, enterprises, it's a really big concern. They want to make sure that their data centers are cool. They want to make sure that they're not spending too much on keeping those data centers cool. It's better for the environment. So what my first question to you is just a little bit of background information. What's what's the deal with data center efficiency and why why aren't data centers super efficient? <laughs> yeah, um, well, thank you for having me on the show and um Glad that this is a topic of uh, conversation because there is so much to talk about here, and a lot of it is happening behind the scenes. And a lot of your viewers may not realize the dependence of the economy today on the digital economy today on data centers. Um, we all use phones, we use cars, we use pretty much everything that we use today relies on something in a data center. Um, and whether it is a cloud or whether it is your own IT data center, the fact of the matter is data centers are here to stay. And um, the more digitized the world is, the more um, we move into this digital transformation and, and move into a um, you know, paperless economy, um, data centers are what will power that economy. And any blip in that can bring the entire world crashing down. Um, you know, whether it is the way in which we do business or whether it is the, um, the, the bourses or whether it is our phones uh, connecting to the internet and what have you, the entirety of the world's economy runs on data centers. Now, data centers are here to stay. Many times people don't know that these data centers are um, what lends our, you know, the quality of life, if you will. Uh, and they are kind of like the automotive sector. You know, we all drive around cars not realizing how inefficient they are or how much of uh, greenhouse emissions they mm-hmm. uh, they create. Um, and, you know, but we cannot get rid of them. We have to rely on them to go about our daily lives. And uh, data centers is the same thing. You know, data centers are, you know, if you start to look at the total amount of data center footprint in the world today, um, they are one of the largest contributors of greenhouse emissions. Um, they consume a lot of power. Uh, many of them are also run on diesel generators. A very few of them um, use renewable sources. Um, and if you if you look at the total amount of you know heat they generate and the amount of um, cooling that is required to keep them um, you know operational, it's massive. It's massive to the point where. I think in in if you aggregated it, it could easily add up to single digits of the world's GDP, mm-hmm. and um, you know that just is unsustainable. You know, if you're talking about climate change, and if you're thinking about really making sure that the world can operate on data centers in a, a healthy way, um, we have to make sure efficiency is factored in. 
Yeah, I mean, I would imagine that it's not only unsustainable, like you mentioned, from a, a an environmental perspective, but also just from a financial perspective. I'd imagine that it takes a lot of money to make sure that you know your your the rooms where you're housing all these servers aren't constantly overheating. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, think about your. Let's start with your um, your personal devices, right? If you have a laptop or a phone, and if it is not efficient, what's the first thing that will start happening? Your battery will start draining quickly, which means now you're going to have to plug that phone in or a laptop in more frequently to the power out- outlet, which means you're burning more. Um, you know, you're, you're creating more energy, uh, or you're you're burning more energy to to keep your life going on with the phone and a laptop and such. So efficiency is not just at the data center level. It starts from the device level. And, you know, so I think in the data center, you take that example that I gave you and multiply it a few thousand times. And that's the scale at which we are thinking about the the equipment that is in the data center, whether it's the servers and the storage arrays and the network equipment and all of the radios that provide wireless access, um, all of that collectively consumes a lot of power. Not only that, they consume power and they generate heat. Now, when they generate heat, they have to be cooled, um, which means you need massive air conditioning to cool it down. In some cases, you need to start force uh, the air through the the circuitry so that it remains cool. That's just, uh, you know, the amount of power that goes on to to create that operational state, um, the service availability, because all these data centers have to be up all the time. It doesn't matter. You cannot have a data center just go down because if you are relying on, say, a plane flying over the ocean um, and the data center goes down, then the plane is now suddenly flying blind, right? So there are data centers that just cannot go down, Mm -hmm. um, and which means that you have to keep standby power all the time. You cannot assume that the standby power will work. So in many cases, these diesel generators are constantly churning just so that if there is a loss of power, they can take over. Sure. Multiple points of failure. Mm-hmm. How has the the landscape specifically as it pertains to data center efficiency changed, let's say in the last five to 10 years? I wonder if, if like the, if the push to um, the cloud has complicated it, eased it, changed it? Um, Let's talk about the cloud a little later. Okay. I think if you look at specifically look at data center architecture, and I'm um, uh, talking about the the circuitry and the components that go inside a data center. I think at a very basic level, um, data centers um, are mostly silicon based, and I think silicon has improved. Uh, the the chips that we uh, put into servers today are a lot more efficient than the chips of 20 years ago or 10 years ago. So they they are a lot more capable, but they also are a lot more efficient. Um, What has also happened is software approaches, so virtualization as an example, has enabled you to take um, advantage of some of the multitasking capabilities of the silicon and create denser environments so you don't have to produce as many um, physical servers in your data center to generate the same amount of capacity or performance. Um, and, and we've done some studies that kind of show you the amount of efficiencies you can gain by taking a software plus uh, hardware approach to mm-hmm. data center design. And then finally, um, data center um, uh, cooling and, and power is also become very efficient. There are now um, all of the, the infrastructure that goes into data center is um, 
what we would like to call a software defined. You have better ways to monitor it. It can, in fact, control the power. Um, there's different um, rack standards that have come into place that uh, enable a better airflow. Um, they they also have better um, you know standards of how the placement happens in a data center. So you you can almost think of it as that the entire data center design inside out has. Um, gone through significant uh, overhaul in the last few years. Um, and now let's talk about cloud. Now, the reason I said let's talk about cloud later is because cloud is just a, um, in, in a lot of ways, we think of it as a deployment model and an operating model. Um, by itself, cloud doesn't mean efficient data centers. In right. fact, there have been you know rumors in the past that many of the service providers that offer cloud services run dirty data centers. And what that means is that they're just you know running data centers um, in a in an inefficient way. Now, without naming names, we can keep that for the side. But by fact of the matter is, just because you are offering a cloud service doesn't mean you're offering you're operating efficient data centers. They're two separate. Uh, activities now, where the service providers are um, careful uh, in in making sure that data centers are efficient is because ultimately they, it's all about margins for them. So if you are operating inefficient data centers, then you are effectively throwing money down the tubes, right? So you want to be able to make that money. Uh, you want to be able to save money, and this is why you see a lot of these providers. Uh, making bets on renew renewable sources. They want to be able to uh, switch to uh, alternative uh, energy sources for the data center. They want to invest in uh, more, you know, um, top of the line, uh, cutting edge technology for uh, efficient data center design. Um, and and so it, it's top of mind for everybody. It doesn't matter who that um, entity is. Yeah, and I would imagine too if you're if if you're a provider, a cloud provider, for example, and you're going to be operating a massive data center, I would imagine that some of your customers who are probably going to be asking you curious are going to be asking your questions and being curious about how your data center is run, especially if they're an organization that has environmental goals in mind. I think that's a fair point, and and in fact, I've heard a lot of enterprises make that requirement as a part of their. Uh, RFP uh, when they when they um, you know solicit bids from um, cloud providers. I know cloud providers themselves are definitely making sure that their uh, data centers are more efficient. Going and, and let let's let's also say that you know on the whole, um, service providers operate much more efficient data centers than say the general corporate IT environments because. For them, the data center is their business. Whereas right. for a lot of companies, you know, data centers are just a means to doing the business. Versus, uh, you know, for the service provider, they absolutely rely on that data center for delivering the service. So, um, and and whether it is a a service provider like Facebook that offers a, a very consumer focused service, or versus uh, say Microsoft or Amazon or Google that provides more, a prof you know, sort of a business focused service. The fact of the matter is availability is availability. People lose their mind when Facebook goes down and people lose their mind when the business goes down. So regardless, you have to have that data center up and running. Yeah. So I guess, I mean, the million dollar question, probably, I mean, maybe even a billion dollar question is what what can, um, let's, let's put the onus on, I guess, a, a customer, right? So if you're an enterprise, for example, mm -hmm. and you're operating a data center just within your within your office what can it do to monitor or improve the efficiency of their specific data center yeah that's a great point and um so the first thing i would i would say is that 
um, awareness is key. Um, a lot of the customers we have talked with in the past, for them, you know, they are not able to articulate, leave alone measure um, the efficiency of their data center. And that's right there, you know, that's a, that's a starting point for awareness. If you are aware of the fact that your data centers uh, are run in a certain way, and um, then the next step would be to making sure that these data center efficiency metrics, mostly power consumption and, and the ability to you know, make sure that your uh, power is consumed in a way that is delivered efficiently uh, to the infrastructure that is using it, those metrics should be part of your, your operations, right? Your IT operations needs to incorporate those metrics. In a lot of companies, what I've seen is that the data center operations are divided into two groups. There is the facilities who just runs it as, um, as a independent entity. And then there is the IT operations that just looks at the servers that run on it. Um, that cannot be the case. You need to have it as an integrated operation where um, the, the metrics can be used to guide the decision-making around what are the kinds of infrastructure you, you are going to house, how old is that infrastructure, how inefficient is that infrastructure, is there any wastage? I mean, are you just running servers that are underutilized? Can you take software approaches that increase the density of those servers? Um, you know, just investing in technologies that allow you to make the most out of that investment, not just from a performance or, uh, you know, um, uh, sort of a, uh, availability perspective, but also, you know, just how much heat is being generated and is that heat um, something you can um, tackle with uh, approaches like liquid cooling. And, and, I'll, and I'll give you an example of why that is the case. It's an 80-20 rule, you know, 80% of your infrastructure might be general purpose and efficient. 20% of your infrastructure may require uh, extraordinary approaches because you are investing in um, high performance or performance intensive infrastructure that generates a lot of heat. So in, uh, you may have heard that GPUs data center GPUs or even the GPUs that you run in your PC um, are, they generate a lot of heat, but the amount of performance you can gain from them for certain workloads like artificial intelligence or machine learning or um, you know even high performance computing or analytics, you just need that. You cannot, your business cannot run without that kind of investment. So for 20% of that infrastructure, that's going to really uh, push the un operating envelope of what a data center can deliver, you need alternative approaches like liquid cooling. And uh, in re recent times, we've seen a pretty big surge in liquid cooling technologies because of the uh, fact that enterprises are now saying, hey, we need to invest in this purpose-built infrastructure because our insights, our insights that allow us to run the business require that kind of infrastructure. So you mentioned assessing the the efficiency of your data center and figuring out um, you know specific metrics, but how how does IT go about that? I mean, if you're starting from zero, how do you scale up? So um, the 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 first thing I would say is that there is a lot of information available out there. Uh, there are consortiums uh, that uh, will allow you to guide your your approach so you you don't have to it, it can it need not be an ad hoc approach um, i would say that working in a consortium with uh, these green data center 
uh, or consortiums and also you know um, pushing your vendors to provide uh, see a lot of vendors will will provide um, detailed uh, you know um, quantitative information on or specifications on how their operations uh, or off sorry how their products um, you know function you know it's no different than than the rating of your car for example um, all the infrastructure uh, vendors will provide that rating it's published it's available and then then you can go about doing your math it's basically taking the the, con the taking the wattage and converting it into um, carbon emissions and really looking at how efficient is it and we've done some you know work on this we have some uh, models that allow um, but most folks can do it on their own it's not it doesn't require rocket science. Uh, you can literally take the specifications of your servers and storage and, and network equipment. These are all rated, they're published, and then just go through a, um, a simple math of looking at how much, uh, how, you know, if, are they running 24 hours a day? Um, you know, what is the total number of hours they run? Um, what is the operating envelope? Are they running within the range of the allocated wattage? And then converting it into, you know, um, basically, carbon and, and looking at, um, you know, how uh, efficient is it? And we have some range and, you know, the best way to compare in my mind is to look at real life examples. So um, one example we often give is the more efficient your data center is, it's almost com like comparing how many cars can you get off the road? Um, you know, if, if you were running a very efficient data center, you can compare it with yeah, you know, in a year, it's almost like 10,000 less cars or something, or measure it in terms of some real life numbers, like the GDP of, a, of your country or what have you. Um, that gives you the ability to connect it with something that matters in the bigger picture. If you just look at it as how many dollars am I saving? It's, I think a, it, it gets the job done. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, you might say my data center operations is $100 an hour, just go, went to $90. Okay, well, that's great. But Think about the bigger picture. What exactly are you doing? You know, and then the last thing I would say is that um, invest in uh, renewable energy. You know, if you have the ability to invest in um, other forms of, um, uh, then you don't need to have a diesel generator. You have a solar panels, uh, solar solar panels on your roof, or you have some wind wind turbines or something. It's not the same thing for every company. Um, you know, a lot of companies might say, I'm just going to go to the cloud and hope and, and make sure my cloud service provider is is the one doing doing all of that. But uh, that's really where I would start. It's the awareness and then taking concrete steps to, uh, you know, measure it and then fix it. And on the environmental point, as we wrap up here, I would think like, you know, general, the, the general rule of thumb about sustainability um, applies in that, you know, use focus on like what you are specifically using, get the most out of it as possible. So, I mean, for example, you mentioned liquid cooling and maybe mm -hmm. there's something at the silicon level with, you know, efficiency cores, overperformance cores, but what's mm -hmm. happening mm -hmm. with the hardware? How has the specific hardware technology evolved to factor in the importance of efficiency? In the past, you know, few years. That's a that's a great point, and you know, I think um, in recent times we have been introduced to the fact that um, silicon cores or silicon subsystems can can operate on a low low power mode when they are not being used, and when they are being used, they can go into that turbo mode and really mm -hmm. deliver. Um, that ultimately comes down to what what kind of um, hardware. 
um, uh, the, so what kind of um, investments you're making. And, and this is what I, you know, when I'm said that you have to be uh, up and current with your in investments. One of those areas of investments in making sure is that the most current silicon be powering that server or storage area because then those efficiency cores and performance cores are blended into the die and then that allows you to um, you know I and and I could give you a very simple example of a consumer device uh, the phones that we carry around or the, um, the, the the latest laptops that we carry um, without naming names are all designed with that kind of a structure because again people want to be able to you know extend the battery life as much as possible and you mm -hmm. cannot have a long-running battery life um, if everything is performance course, right? You need to right. be able to. Now, keeping in mind that just the hardware alone doesn't do the trick. You need to have software that can work with that hardware and, and be able to you know, manage the, uh, the, the, the silicon in a way that um, the, the workloads that are running on that uh, silicon are able to adjust as well. So, um, you know, it's like pressing the gas pedal, right? When you press the gas pedal, there's a little bit of a delay with, before the engine realizes that it needs to go into that mode. And then you can, you know, if you have a turbo engine, you can hear the turbocharger kick in. It's the same with uh, silicon and software. You know, when you move a workload from being a, a low power workload to a high performance workload, it takes a little bit and the software is where it gets managed. And the investment is, you know, you have to invest in the stack. Um, and the stack is the infrastructure hardware um, and the software. Uh, they are married so that they can function in a sort of a seamless way and deliver that uh, experience to the business. It's it, the key key word here is seamless. It has to be seamless. It has to be transparent. Otherwise, um, you know, you cannot have the business saying, "Oh, I'm going to wait for the software to really start performing again." And you know, you, you cannot have delays. So right. Well, thank you so much, Ashish. I think this was a really great overview of the concept of data center efficiency, you know, where we are now versus where we were previously and what sort of steps IT can take to address data center efficiency, you know, within their own offices, within their own companies. So thank you so, so much. I really appreciate your insights. My pleasure. Thank you for having me on the call. And thank you all so much for watching this episode of Today in Tech. If you like this video, please give the video a thumbs up and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, IDG Tech Talk. Hit the bell icon so you're notified every single time we post a new video. If you have any questions, comments that we didn't address, please do let me know in the comments below and I will do my best to get back to you. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated.